Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hotline League. There was no LCS this past weekend, but that doesn't matter because we still have a banger episode for you today. We've got something very special in the first hour. We're going to be joined, as you may see right now on screen, by Tony and Dan, the creators of Players, to talk about all things Team Fugitive. There's no spoilers for the first half hour. I'll put a big sign up that says no spoilers, and then the second half hour, we will have some spoiler conversation. Then afterwards, we're going to say goodbye to our friends here. And we're going to talk about the drama from this past weekend in Vegas, the Mr. B stuff, as well as some of the TSM roster changes that are rumored and drama around that. So it's going to be a really good episode. We're going to speed run the intro because uh, we, Dan is going to have to leave a little early today. And I want to get as much time with him as we can. So first off, my constant co-host, Mark Zerwin. How's it going, Mark? Great. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my sponsors, Alienware Grubhub for the show. And... Introduction time. So first off, we'll start with Tony. Tony, how's it going? I've been good. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Uh, what what has it been like so far for you? Uh, I know we're seven episodes into players as the show stands, and what's it been like for you just having the episodes release and seeing all the responses and sentiment, etc. No, it's been it's been really cool. Uh, mostly having all of these people who have no idea what esports is sort of getting sucked into the world and the the kind of non-gamers getting getting pulled into fugitive gaming has been has been really fun to hear yeah okay uh how about you dan welcome to the show uh what has it been Thank like you. for you having all this stuff hit over the past uh i don't know month or so yeah, it's been super fun both to see the league community respond as positively as they have and also, as, as Tony said, like non-gamers who are pulled into a world that they didn't know much about beforehand. And so that's super satisfying to see. I also really love reading comments of people who are not aware this is a fake documentary. Um, there's someone who tweets weekly just to hate tweet, <laughs> just to hate tweet on um, cream cheese. That he's such a man child and a terrible person. And it's very amusing to me that that is a, a character and this person hasn't made that realization yet. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I'm glad to hear it. Um, okay, so for the folks that don't know, uh, really quickly, why don't you guys let us know what your background is before players and maybe if one of you guys wants to spend two minutes kind of what you did before and how players came about, and then we can hop into some callers. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Tony and I have been working on shorts together for a long time. We we uh, we started in TV about, what, four or five years ago, right, Tony, with a, a show called American Vandal, which was a true crime, uh, a mockumentary take on the true crime genre. We love sports docs, always wanted to do a, a larger sports doc, um, sort of satire, sort of a, a comedic mockumentary, but really grounded and feeling like a premium sports doc. And, Esports made a lot of sense for that. League of Legends made a ton of sense. And here we are five years later um, with our, our first season of players. That's awesome. Okay, so as uh, we are recording this, episode seven is out. Episode eight comes out, I think, in two days. Uh, and there's 10 episodes total in the season, right? Yes. That's right. Okay, awesome. Uh, so it's it's been great to kind of go through the episodes. Mark and I have been watching them doing reviews. The, the most recent review is not out yet, but we will get it up soon. Uh, Mark, do you want, uh, I think we're going to, we're going to be taking some callers to talk about the show yeah. and talk to both Tony and Dan. Uh, so make sure uh, if, if you are trying to put your take in the chat that 
It's non-spoiler right now. We will take a couple spoiler questions in a little bit. But for the folks that are trying to avoid spoilers and haven't watched it yet, kind of want to learn a little bit more about the show or the folks that created it, uh, now's the time to go ahead and put those in. Do you see anything yet, Mark? Uh, there's some. I'm going to be pulling them in a minute. I was just putting the tweet out first. No, no, you're good. Okay. So while we've got those going in, uh, what what are any kind of crazy experiences? Are there any crazy experiences that stand out for either of you in terms of uh, creating the show? Anything that really is like a, a big standout moment for either of you uh, in, in the recording of it and the releasing of it and the pitching of it, et cetera? Um, one thing comes to mind, this is just like a, a little anecdote, but, you know, Dan and I are so hands-on throughout the whole process. Um, and like, I'm direct, I direct all 10 episodes. So on, on set, I'm often calling the shots and then we're in this stage now where it's all gameplay stuff. And whenever I see the, the gameplay recording, I'm, I, there's no directing I can do. We have Keen Lamb in there who is coaching like the UCLA esports team about like, hey, no, we could do that flash a little bit more realistically. And he's uh, like the, the fight choreographer. And it's unlike anything I've ever, film, film school does not equip you to watch somebody else coach a, a video game capture session and you're just sitting there just like nodding along enjoying the process so that's been on on my mind recently <laughs> how about you dan anything while we're we're setting up some callers yeah so much comes to mind i mean like i had such a good experience with the real people of the league community both of you guys included um you know we we did this thing in american vandal season two where we started to work with real experts um, non-actors and we loved that experience so much we wanted to keep doing it and so that was one thing we were super looking forward to we did have this thing uh, in place where we were going to because a, a lot of the show if you haven't seen it it's talking head interviews kind of like the last dance any sports doc um, we had this thing in place where we would ask questions about real life characters and then in post we were going to make it seem as though the experts were talking about our fictional characters, but when they were really talking about like, I don't know, Tyler one or something, but then that became completely unnecessary because you guys and like, you know, Mark, I'll call you out specifically because I watched your scene today. I'm not, I, I will not say what the scene was, but Wait. there was a in the finale In the finale you're in you, Mark makes a finale appearance. You remember? I have, yeah. No, I have no fucking clue. It's so funny because I remember the scenes when they show up in the show when I'm watching it with my girlfriend, but I, I can't for the life of me remember like half the things that we filmed until I, I see it again. We shot it at 4 a.m. Pacific time. It was the worst ever time to shoot something. It was over Skype. You were in Germany, I think. Oh, shit. Okay, I have no yeah, idea. Uh, but, whatever. But you killed All it. Right. Yeah. yeah, you killed it. But anyways, like, you know all of it is fictional stuff it's fictional content it's a fictional team and characters but like you were able to speak about it in a way that's like you know no one would know that and that's why people are tweeting about it still being like fuck cream cheese because they assume these are real people yeah now now i go back and you watch like traditional sports movies and you're like okay john madden plays himself in this movie and you're like why is john madden so bad at being john madden uh (laughs) Because you guys are all so good at just like sounding the way you normally sound. 
I would also say, to give you guys some credit, I expect in a lot of traditional sports movies and stuff like that, they might have directors who are more like, no, no, say it like this, and like stuffing words in John Madden's mouth. I think you guys did a really good job of setting us up to like be like, oh, that's what you're going for. I get it. I know how to say that now. Yeah, well, yeah we that's would be, true. It's like, how, we how would you say this, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> well, we would be the biggest idiots to be like, no, that's not how you talk about a barren steel, Mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a level 20. Uh, I think that you should say it this way. No, of course not. <laughs> I just unlocked Smite. I know how to Baron. Okay, so, well, Mark, do you want to go grab one of our first callers? Sure, let me go get someone. We'll get some, we'll get some calls in. So, again, if you guys are looking uh, to have questions or anything answered, please uh, make sure you join the Discord channel uh, or the Discord server. It's discord.gg slash Travis. You can put your take in the pleb topics chat or the subtopics chat mark will pull you into the waiting room and do a quick test with you um, and then once you're ready we will have you on the show so right now joined by tony and dan the creators of players which is fantastic if people haven't watched it you should go watch it uh play you can use code players to get a month free of paramount uh paramount plus if you want to watch it but it's been it's been a pleasure okay looks like we got our first caller here mike spam mike spam where are you calling from uh, just south of Seattle. Just south of... Nice. Wait, did you move? Uh, no. Okay. I thought well, you were someplace It's else. just been a while since I've been on the okay. show. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, Thank you. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so, I have a question about players, which is, outside of the obvious, which is cream cheese has always been right. Does the show have some thesis to you guys? Because, like, <laughs> I've been enjoying it so far. But I've been looking for like to see if there's some underlying thesis or underlying message, and I haven't teased it out yet. I I think well, they're very specific character journeys, um, and we're not saying anything specifically about the world. Um, and I don't know what I could say that's not a huge spoiler about really what we're doing with the the final arc of cream cheese where you're like oh of course that's the story they've been telling the whole time but i think uh i think come episode 10 you will be able to to write that yourself got it dan i mean is that is there as you were getting into this and you guys were writing this were there because i imagine it's a situation where you are both discovering the world kind of as you're writing it. I know from the interview that I did with both of you, people are going to go check that out if they want to know a little bit more of the backstory, but you guys did do a bunch of research beforehand. You went to specific events, but I'm sure yeah. that you, as you were meeting more people and having more interactions, you were still discovering things about the, the LCS and the esports world. So I don't know if there's anything in particular that you're like, okay, I really want to have this depicted here, or I really want this, this aspect of the world depicted in one of these episodes. Well, Tony often talks about it, how the ADC support relationship is what really gave him the the, the confidence that there's a show here. Um, he found the world interesting, as, as I did, but the sort of relationship between those two positions, the sort of pitcher-catcher, if you will, and how dependent they are on each other, uh, really sort of like paved the way for a somewhat familiar story. I mean, we're not, we didn't invent the 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 grizzled veteran uh not getting along with the rookie st storyline but this is a very new version of that and i think that's when he first saw that 
Um, one thing that I was always fascinated by, I always talk about is like, it's just how young the sport is. The fact that like Danny is such a, a superstar who we love, by the way, shout out to Danny um, at 17 and that you could be out of the league at 24, 23. Like I, I won't name names, but I met a, a really sweet guy who was, who was on the older end of the spectrum for esports, and he was like, oh, what, what's my next step? What am I going to do next? And so that for anyone like you're like you're 24 years old, you're a child, you're going to be you're going to be fine. But it's just the timeline yeah. is so different in this. Like it's an alternate dimension. It's it was super fascinating to us. Yeah. So that right there, that interaction, plus the notion of um, how quickly players age out and, and, you know, have to think about what's next was dir- directly inspired episode seven. Um, which we're not in the spoiler half now, so I won't say what episode seven is. No, I do want to talk but, to you about it when we get there, yeah. Yeah, but episode seven, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but like that was one of the earliest episode ideas we had. It's like, I know I want our lead character to go to X. I'm not going to say it, but I, th- that was uh, that was an early one that we wanted to do. Yeah, it's uh, it's like... The opposite of Friday Night Lights in terms of like fame too, where Friday Night Lights, if you're the quarterback in a in a small town in Texas, you go to the grocery store and everybody knows this is QB one and he's like a celebrity in the town. But there's only like a couple hundred people who know who this person is. Where if you're if you're Bjergsen or Double Lift, you can go to the grocery store and you'll you'll probably be unrecognized, but there are millions and millions of people who know who you are. You're just around the world. So that sort of level of like modern fame when it comes to the world of sports is something that like we also felt like had never been seen either. No, that's actually such a cool point and one I hadn't really thought about. And I love the Friday Night Lights analogy when it just comes to there's a meme going on right now and not to steal your character's uh, whole shtick, Dan, and explaining memes to the audience, but uh, there's a meme going around right now where it's just somebody standing in the corner at a party by themselves. And it's like, Oh, these people don't know that I'm blah, 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 or whatever. Yeah, Some yeah. personally impressive thing that is not impressive at the party. And like, it is uh-huh. a little bit like that in esports, where it's like, Oh, these people don't know that I'm actually a very famous LCS or league of legends, professional player or whatever. It's, it's uh it's very funny uh mike spam i know i know it's tough for us to go into this without the um the full season spoiler going but i don't know if you had any other kind of follow-up questions or anything along those lines that you wanted to ask them just talking about episode seven again without giving details i'm not sure if you guys have watched the boys at all but i have the same feeling watching cream cheese in that setting like i do watching homelander when you can tell he's getting uncomfortable. And just that level of tension throughout the entire episode of is he going to pop off or not was incredibly compelling. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll talk about episode seven in a little bit. But thank you, uh, Mike Spam, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Not particularly. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. I do think that... The, the way Mike was talking about episode seven too, like when people are like, oh my God, cream cheese is so cringe. I'm like, oh, buckle up. It gets. Yeah. The, that the, episode. The oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, we'll, my talk, we'll talk about, like, it. We'll talk about it in out. a second. 
We'll talk about it in a second. Mike Spam, thank you. And uh, Mike, we'll, uh, we'll see, but I'm going to see if I can convince Mark to pull you back on for the second half of the show because you had two good takes in the in the chat earlier that I saw. So maybe stick around. All right. Sounds good. Peace. Okay, cool. Um, before I pull the next person, uh, Danielle Fox in chat, uh, in the Discord, I assume you're familiar, asks, will we ever learn what happened with spaghetti? Man, I hope so. I mean, like, you know what's so funny is that I forget when we came up with spaghetti. I for, I even forget if spaghetti was originally scripted. But we kind of, like, locked ourselves into certain characters that were definitely, if we're going to continue the show, we, we are, we, you know, we're going to hold to that promise. Like, they will make some kind of appearance at some point. The other one that comes to mind is... Um, spaghetti was in the, the script. I think Fletcher was, okay. and Tim wrote. Yeah. Spaghetti, I love yeah. spaghetti since day one. <laughs> so yeah so yeah i i certainly hope w that we learn what happened with spaghetti the other one is um ryan o'flanagan uh who, who's a, a great friend of ours and so funny he was one of the first talking heads who in the first like minute of the show he goes cream cheese is iconic the only comparisons i can recall being apt are to squigs and pancake which is a direct uh parody of a last dance line from michael wilbon in any case squig and squigs and pancake exist in this world and so we've 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 cleared the names. We have other names that like we've we've Easter egged throughout the season. And yes, we would love to tell the stories of these uh these these names that you know so little about. So everybody go watch us so we could get season two. Okay. Uh Mark, you wanna go grab the next caller? Off Mark goes to grab the next caller. Uh, yeah, I've seen some people say that they've tried players. I know this, the code only works in the U S and if not, if it's not working, I would just, yeah. uh, tweet at Paramount plus and harass them or contact the support because it should, it should work for folks. So I'm not sure why. Also, I'm not yeah. getting paid for this. Just to be clear, I'm doing as much promotion as I can mm -hmm. of the show. Cause I want season two, but just because I'm normally when I'm pushing a promo code, it's cause I'm sponsored. This one's not a sponsorship. <laughs> no uh, hashtag ad. Tody, you were going to say something? Uh, yeah, I was just harassing Paramount Plus right before this about okay. making sure, making Stop sure working. that promo code is working. Okay, so Ta we'll see. It will get it fixed. Tactical is here. I assume not the. Oh no, it's ta tactical without the T. Where are you calling from? Oh, Tac calling from Minnesota. Minnesota, welcome to the show. All what right. do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about tonight? Uh, I had a question for why. In the series, popular figures such as Doublelift or Bjergsen aren't mentioned at all in the story. Okay, so it looks like we're getting a little bit of buzzing from you, Tack. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll just we'll keep you on, on quiet for a second. But yeah. no mention of Doublelift or Bjergsen. Popular players are not necessarily in the world. What I mean, I'm sure that there's always a decision and discussion between you guys on like how much to bring real world in, how much to leave it out. So sort of what? Yeah. Where's that line for both of you? Well, well I mean, if the we should. Yeah, go you, ahead. you can go down. <laughs> I, 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 I think it becomes a slippery slope because, you know, let's say that Double or Bjergsen, they've had their career as we know it in the real LCS. But where does that leave, you know, our fictional character Foresight? So I'm going to answer this fairly literally. I think that, you know, we love the idea of involving the League community as much as possible, both behind the scenes and on camera. Um, but I think that if you involve too much of actual LCS history, it becomes a little difficult to 
tell our own story in a way that still fits into what is known to have actually happened. Um, if we want to get super, super literal with it, because believe me, I have in my head because I've, I've thought these things through. I love cameos. I'm a huge Marvel fan, so of course I love cameos. Um, you could say that Doublelift exists and that many of these players exist, but in a sort of alternate reality where Fugitive also exists, in which case, you know, things didn't play out exactly the same way because in our fictional world, you know, we have a slightly different history. So yeah. what you're saying is Foresight would not have dashed into the Victor laser and gotten knocked out of, out of worlds. <laughs> I mean, that was literally the words I was going to say next. You took them out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, that does kind of make sense, though, because it is, I, I'm sure that it is kind of a fine line where it's like you want to include a lot of the stuff but if you're like, okay, well, Foresight was on TSM for all these years, what was then the question becomes like, okay, well, what was Doublelift doing during that time, or what yeah. you know, if if you're you guys, you guys have so many shots of these different players, like you'll literally have them playing against like Team Liquid or Evil Geniuses or that kind of thing, and I'm sure the continuity starts to kind of break down if you're like, okay, well, this player is supposed to exist, but why are they not sitting on stage in 2016 whenever Fugitive's playing against them or something? So. Um, yeah, I think we, I feel like we, we kept pretty consistent with the rules. It's like, it's the real teams, it's the real casters, but the rosters are completely different. Uh, the only time we take a little bit of a liberty with that is uh, Freak has a line in the pilot where he's talking about like oh, yeah. how these teams were just like guys who got together. Like CLG was Hotshot GG and... and uh, Andy Din was TSM, like he was talking about real real players in that moment, but it just like felt so real. And I loved that read so much. And we're like, okay, and this could also be like the before time of before Fugitive 2, um, that it didn't mess up with like the logic of what the rosters have been for the past, you know, 12 splits. Of, yeah, because uh, it feels like your timeline really starts in like 2014 or 2015. So um, it, exactly. it, does, it does allow you guys some creative license for or for keeping in some of the stuff from before. Uh, Tack, I'm a little worried about your microphone. So I think we're just going to say goodbye and maybe head into... Uh, Mark, do we have spoiler callers uh, yet? Um, I don't know. Okay, uh, uh, Tack, thank you. <laughs> Tack, thank you for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? It depends. No, I'm a good. Okay, okay, thank you. Hopefully, <laughs> we get you a better mic for next time, Tack, and you can call back in and spend a little bit more time on the show. But thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, Mark, we're ready for spoilers now. So if any of these callers have them, let us know. Yeah, I've just been pulling basically most of the, the ones I have, okay. I see, so. Good luck. Okay, off he goes to grab somebody um, in a second. Oh, so somebody else in the in the Discord, for folks that are curious about trying to get in or are having issues with that code, uh, Rainbow Pig in the Discord says, folks who have Amazon Prime can get Paramount Plus for 99 cents for two months, um, then just 99 or 9.99 afterwards. So you can get, if, if you can afford the one buck and you have uh, Amazon Prime, that's the way to get it for two months. Russ is here. Russ, where are you calling from? I'm calling from the suburbs of Toronto. Canada. Suburbs of Toronto. Would you say your question is very spoilery? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. We're still in the no spoiler section then. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? 
Yeah, so my take was that Players is a 10 out of 10 show for us old school League fans or even people with some level of context on the drama, history, and the League scene. But for the average kind of non-gamer um, person, like, for example, I watched this show with my girlfriend live. Uh, it comes across as uh, super cringe and uncomfortable in a lot of scenes. So my question to the creators was... I just want to get your take on that and if that was your goal in some ways and you know was it to show the omega cringe to the normies and give nostalgia to the old school league fans and that's kind of like my, my main take there and i can expand on it later if you guys want no i think i think that's a well, good place to start yeah i i think uh on some level that's what we've we love about documentaries and the history of of mockumentaries like i, I think if you watch early seasons of like the british office there's a guy, basically what a, a mockumentary does is it puts, it, it gives a microphone to these characters who think they look really cool in front of the camera and end up looking less, less cool. And that can be tough to watch for, uh, for a lot of people. But I, I think that also has an audience like Dan and I love shows like The Office or Nathan for you, where you just oh. have that like, oh my, oh my God, I, I can't watch this. I have, to, I have to pause it. It's, uh, it's, it's too much. So it never, it wasn't, uh, like, Hey, let's, let's talk about how cringe gaming can be as much as it was like, let's have characters that, that make us laugh. And we just love, uh, that sort of style of cringe humor. It's, it's actually funny. You know what? Screw it. If you're listening right now, it's now spoiler time because I've decided I want to talk about some spoilers. So this is Wait, your moment. Russ, Russ, have you seen up to episode seven? Is that Nightfall? No, uh, night, uh, episode seven is the the playoffs. It's called playoffs. Is the oh, episode. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'm good. So, High school reunion. Yeah. At, if, yeah. yeah. We will be back. If, you, if you're watching, <laughs> I don't know how to do this if you're listening to audio. Hopefully, we'll have timestamps or something. But if you're watching uh, live, or sorry, if you're watching on YouTube, just use the timestamps and, and Dan and Tony will be gone. Um, and then hopefully, you can come back to this after spoilers. But that's funny to me is that the stuff that has been the most uncomfortable to watch in the show is not the like the moments where cream cheese makes an awkward joke about sex where I am kind of like, okay, that's really stupid or whatever, where he's like, and I just have, you know, so many partners or something. It is the moments like at the end of, I think it was episode five where they're at the offline TV party and you can see cream cheese is on the verge of like breaking. And he starts to like have that confrontation with guru or episode seven uh, which I, I just got back from traveling and was finally able to watch today where you have him at the reunion and you see him just like basically on the verge of falling apart. And, uh, and those are the moments that have felt like the most uncomfortable to me is not the moments of like humor, but the moments of like, Oh God, like what's going to happen? Because we know that this guy does not have like the best social skills. And so it feels like it's a very dangerous situation. Yeah. And um, just to bring it back to the caller for a second, if, if your partner doesn't like players, I do question whether it's the right relationship. <laughs> no, so... she, she does. She does like it. She does like okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys are perfect for each other. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's great. Russ, any, any other follow-up uh, thoughts? 
Yeah, I just want to say, like, you guys have done, like, a really good job with, like, making the characters super relatable. Like, I'm, like, uh, I started playing in 2013. I'm, I'm 25 now. Like, I consider myself adult. I have a full-time job. And I could see, like, so much nostalgia from the players. But then I also see so much of myself and people like Braxton and April that it's, it's cool to see the full cycle of, like, league esports just in the characters themselves. So... On top of the cringe, I think you guys did a really good job of making the full timeline relatable to uh, uh, the gamers as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love that. really appreciate that. Thanks, I mean, Russ. I imagine, I imagine, Russ, you, like everybody else, had like your your group, your Discord group, and you would you would queue up together and you'd play oh, a lot yeah. of games and you met, you have a lot of friends over here. Yeah, that stuff is so like, it's one of the one of the things that attracted us to the world so much too because like we're making a show in our minds this is a traditional sports show and it has that engine but like what can we lean into that's really unique about gaming and it's so cool that like i mean we took the creative liberty of like hey they all come and live together in the same house probably earlier than a typical team would do that they would probably play challenger series all at home and our team comes together um but I, I think it's just like it's it's so cool that you're still playing the game after you know for 10 years and all the like friendships that can come from it is uh it's really unique the to to esports it's something you don't find you're not talking to your old teammates in football like five years later because you can't play anymore Hey yeah, uh, Russ, totally thank agree. you so much. I I'd love to keep you, but we have two more callers we want to we want to get through before we have to say goodbye to these guys. So anything you want to shout out before um, we go on to one of our next callers? Yes, just a uh, shout out to the uh, creators of Players. You know, super enjoyable show. I convinced uh, five of my friends to get uh, uh, Paramount Plus and uh, watch uh, the full you know series. And we're going to do a watch party at my place for the final episode. So. Just like Love super it. happy you're able to bring us all together for that uh, nostalgic experience. So thanks, you guys. Thanks, Russ. We'll catch you Thank next you. time. Thank you. Thank you, bye, Russ. Bye. All right, Mark. You want to grab our next caller? Off he goes. Uh, shout out to some people who have subbed over the course of the show. I saw Large Farva with the five community gifted subs. Uh, Dasher, uh, Smoke Dog, Zachary, The Noblet, The Idea PC, The Catman, Laughing Mage, Natural Ninja and Lesbomancy. Ron Blade is here. Ron Blade, where are you calling from? Sydney, Australia. From Australia, nice. Uh, have Have you been able to watch the show? So I've only watched the first four episodes, so I didn't listen to the last call. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will not do any spoilers for y'all. The first four for you. Uh, whereabouts in Australia are you calling from? In Sydney. Okay. I won't ask how you've watched the show because I'm pretty sure Paramount Plus. No, is no, not... I've, I've watched it on Paramount Plus. I oh, they have it in Australia. <laughs> I want a season two as well, you know. Okay, fantastic. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I have a question, uh, which is basically: Do you think that your efforts to keep the show so true to the league esports scene actually held you back from being able to make fun of traditional sports documentaries in certain ways, just because? There's so much content you need to get in there for the league um, to, you know, to give it that sense of authenticity. And yeah, just interested in, in that kind of relationship. That's an interesting question. Uh, I, I think, you know, if you watch American Vandal, 
In success, you needed to really care about the mystery. It was, for those who are unfamiliar with the show, the mystery was who spray-painted dicks on the cars of all of the, the teachers in the high school. Um, and was Dylan Maxwell expelled for a, a crime he didn't commit? And even though it sounds very silly, we needed you to actually care about the mystery. And uh, we feel that way about a sports documentary. You needed to like really invest in the team. That needs to be the, the thing that's keeping you going from episode to episode. Are they gonna learn to, to work together, to, to trust each other? Can Fugitive Gaming turn this thing around and make a run at an LCS title? If those stakes don't feel real, um, I don't think, I think we lose our audience and it doesn't matter how good our, our jokes are. So I, I think it was like, we knew just by getting into sports that uh, we couldn't be straight parody in a way that like Andy Samberg does with like seven days or hell or something, you know, cause we want, we wanted to really have an audience pulling for this team. I hope that makes sense. But shout out to Lonely Island, though, because like some of those are relentlessly funny parodies that we love. And it's just like there's all sorts of different tones we take. And we we opted for this sort of like grounded take that, you know, to answer your question in a different way, because I thought I thought the question you were going to ask is, do you think it held us back in terms of how many people we could reach? Because there certainly are people on Facebook who are who they saw the trailer and none of the comments are about the show. They're just about esports is real or esports is not a sport. Um, <laughs> and and like they're not all like that. But but there are some. But there's some people who look at this and are like this is a documentary. Time to just argue about esports versus traditional sports. And so sure, there are some people who are going to watch this who it'll be a, the humor will be a little over their heads. But then there are some people who watch it. And it's spot on for what they like, and they can also it's grounded enough that they can invest, get invested in the story, and that's that's our goal. This is also just the, the there were multiple ways to do this. This is just the version that we wanted to do, and it's kind of all we can do is just make a show that we're most invested in and hope that other people are too. Yeah, that's good. Hey, uh, I have a bit of a okay, follow up uh, based off what Rombley was saying though. Was there like you've watched a, a bunch of sports documentaries, there's some scene you want to make fun of or like something that you wanted to do that you just couldn't quite fit in or ended up on the cutting room floor for season one. Interesting. I've had more of that with Vandal, to be honest, because uh, with with Vandal was like, oh, how do we do, how do we do this known trope of that, like, I'm trying to think of like sports docs tropes that we didn't do. I yeah. mean, like the temptation would have been this. This would this would have been the temptation to have organism constantly say, um, you know, he cheesy he he did a cheesy trick on me, and I took that personally. Right, like, like Jordan, like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. To, yeah. To do that would have been the version of like let the more overt joke. Um, yeah, but, but anyway. I, I think we always we always knew that this was going to be less like straight up parody than American Vandal was, and more of like a character driven comedy. And the documentary format was just more about like making it feel real um, 
than it was like directly making fun of something like The Last Dance or F1 Drive to Survive. Hey, Ron Blade, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out really quickly? I just want to say thanks to these guys for making a great show. I'm really looking forward to watching the rest of it. Everyone should go check it out. Uh, but yeah, and uh, thanks to my baby for staying quiet during this call. So uh, yeah, thanks, Tim. <laughs> thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. We have time for one more quick caller. We're going to have to speed run it. Okay, oh, super quick. Time. I'm just going to yeet Emily in here. Emily, yeah. are you good to go? Yeah, I'm good. Mark, what happened to your audio? Suddenly you sound very different. Emily, uh, where where are you calling from? I'm calling from Culver City, California. Em- Emily Rand here, who is in the show. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was uh, a yeah. Yeah. Emily. Hey, Emily. What hey, do you, what's up? What do you want to talk about on the show? All right, so this is something that is actually a question of a friend of mine. It piggybacks really nicely into how you just answered your previous question. And it is, I'm very curious as to how much you considered what the in-universe audience of players knows about League of Legends, because the tricky part is like everyone in the in-universe audience of like a fake basketball documentary would know about basketball, right? Like League of Legends is a lot different. There's not a one-to-one. So I wanted to know if there's a similar relationship between the in-universe audience of this documentary and the documentary subjects, kind of like in American Vandal, where they explain like, oh, Netflix picked this up and that's how we we got here. Uh, basically, what is the impetus for the in-universe documentary documentarians making this documentary on mm-hmm. Fugitive Gaming? Well, comedically, we thought it was funny to like amp it up a little bit so that everybody views cream cheese as if he's Michael Jordan. So the, there's a documentary presentation as like, yeah, everybody knows his missed wombo combo in 2016, you know, like we, we know the, the shot that Michael Jordan made at the end of the finals, you know? Um, But in terms of like explaining it to the audience, we were always confident that we would not need to do too much. Um, I think I said this last time I was on Travis, but like we had we had Queen's Gambit on Netflix to point to as a show that used very accurate chess. They didn't dumb it down. They used all of the real terminology. And even though it sounded like gibberish to anybody who isn't really into chess, you could still understand what was happening through emotional context clues with with the with the characters and i feel like that's uh what we're able to do in the show for an outside audience is like that gibberish hey it's visual gibberish and everything they're saying doesn't make any sense to a uh a general audience but they're able to put it together and still realize that like oh man this was good for cream cheese, or this was bad for organism, and the details make it even more satisfying. Hey, Emily, thank you so much. Uh, we have to speed run this call, unfortunately, because Tony and, and Dan have to run. We have some technical issues, but uh, anything you want to shout out, Emily? Uh, shout out to Mary, who was going to come on and ask this question for me before I got off of my lazy ass and came on to ask it. And also, Sauce in the chat wants to know, can someone include in their question if they plan on selling any sweet fugitive merch? Fugitive merch. Yeah, we we want to. We totally want to. We're, 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 in, we're in discussions now to try to get that going. Um, so, yeah, hopefully stuff like this. 
This is the track jacket. The this fugitive is like jackets are sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you uh, so much for both you guys coming on. Anything you want to say really quick before we say goodbye? I, I I love Hotline League. I love doing this. I will be happy to do it again if we're invited back, and I hope it and I hope that happens. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate. Thanks, it. guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Have you. A good everybody. rest of your evening. You could drop out. We'll fix it on the other side. See y'all. <laughs> Leave yeah. Skype and Discord. Don't forget one of them. <laughs> Okay. I'm just going to shut the laptop. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, okay. Goodbye, friends. Uh, we'll just. Thank I'll... you so much, guys. Yeah, of course. I'll kick you both. Okay. Um... Take care of it for them. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Just in case. I don't want them leaking anything. Okay, everyone. Sorry about that. I know we, we kind of rushed through it. There were some technical issues that we had before the start of the show, um, but I'm really glad that we were able to get them both on. Uh, hopefully, or we were hoping to have them on for a little bit longer, but I think it's actually fine because... Uh, there's a lot to talk about, but what we're going to try to do right now is multitask where I clean up the overlay uh, while also telling you all about Alienware, which is an awesome uh, company that sponsors the show. I don't know if you guys have heard of them before, uh, but they do some really cool stuff with us uh, where they just make so many things possible, um, including the show. So I would not be able to do this right now if it wasn't for them. One thing I will talk about, actually, that is near and dear to my heart is um, it's, I've been a little disheartened to hear Envin Global close down this uh, past week. There's a ton of wonderful people that need uh, your support in terms of continuing to create content. So if you've ever read anything like that, let them, you know, maybe go go find them, go hire them, go do all this stuff. Uh, but whenever I do see some, one of these things happen, it does make me really appreciate what my sponsors are able to do in terms of helping to ensure that I continue to have a job uh, because I, I uh, media companies in the esports space are just really rough and people who followed my career before, I don't know, 2018 will know how spooky it is to be out there um, working for one of these media companies. Ironically, I have felt more stable in my career because of, for instance, the long-term partnership uh, that I have with Alienware, that where they've been around forever and they've been able to make sure that I can continue to create all this content. So I hope you guys appreciate um, my partners like Alienware the way that I do. Um, and by the way, I've seen some people ordering. I now have the ability to see what you're ordering, not specifically who you are. It's on anonymized data, don't worry. But if you order something through Alienware.com Travis, I will now be able to see if you were in the US what it is that you ordered. Uh, which is really cool because it helps a ton with our reporting and our, our conversations with Alienware. So literally ordering through Alienware.com slash Travis, that is a great way to make sure that I um, am able to, to get credit and go to Alienware and say like, hey, you know, I was I sold this many computers. I sold this many notebooks, et cetera, et cetera. And I know some of you guys care about that. Also, uh, please be sure to check out their uh, Black Friday and July deals that are going on right now. Uh, I know there's other places online where they're doing big sales right now, but do me a favor and please check out Alienware and their Black Friday and July sales because uh, it is really fantastic uh, to have them as a partner. Anyway, Broden's in the chat. Hello, Broden. Hello. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's big timing us about the trailer that he got. Yes, yes, yes. He's, uh, he's a very impressive person. Anyway, 
that's it. We'll talk more about players. Mark and I will have episode reviews coming out and all that type of stuff. I really loved episode seven, uh, but we won't do any more spoilers. Now uh, on to the big news. Yes. Why Riot made the best decision of their life stopping Bjergsen from participating in the Mr. Beast tournament. Oh, it was Mark, such when you told a good me, call. When you told me you were going to try to become more positive on the show, I didn't realize that it was going to go to this extent. I have drank the Kool-Aid. Riot has never done anything wrong ever. You know, LCS players, they shouldn't be near that filth. Okay, let's start Let's start over on uh, the show, essentially. Mark, how was your weekend? It was, it was good, um, for the most part. I, I didn't do anything. I didn't go to Vegas with you. I didn't go to San Diego like I was planning to because they didn't reply to my Airbnb request, so I didn't just get it. And then I was like, huh? And then it was too late to try another one. So we just stayed here, um, hung out. Did stuff, uh, watched some more TV like always. Binge the hell out of a reality show on Amazon Prime called The One Who Got Away. It's really good if you want some trashy I saw romance. an ad for that that said, sometimes the your soulmate is like a person from your past or something like that. Yeah, so like the premise is actually not what the name is. It's more about misconnections than it is like because the one who got away is usually an ex, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least in my head, and maybe I think for most people. But like a lot of the people that like got brought on were not um, exes. Okay. So like, but they do a really good job of it because they stick everyone like in the same kind of house, and then they'll bring on more than one person at a time for you to be like trying to find these relationships with. And so there's like this like awkward battle going on, and like it's super. Like, people are, like, looking at other people's, like, people that they got. And they're like, wait, why don't I just go after that person? Like, I don't know. It's super messy, and it's really funny. Uh, the ending was a bit of a dud. It, like, kind of tapered off. But uh, otherwise, it was it was really good. And I would recommend if anyone wants uh, some some good shit. Yeah, Love is Blind is always good. Um, Ultimatum was pretty good. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of good trashy reality TV shows. Love on the Spectrum is a non-trashy, really good one as well uh, that, I used, that I watched before. Anyways. Watched a lot of TV as always. Uh, so I actually did something fun with my break. I tried to get Mark to do it, and then he said no. He was going to San Diego, and it turns out he didn't even do that. But I went out to Vegas for fun mostly. Uh, I also attended the Mr. Beast event, which we will talk about in a second. It was Mr. Beast vs. Ninja. Uh, if you missed it, they had Double F, Boy Boy, Tyler One, uh, <laughs> Yasuo. Uh, a bunch of people. Amaru, Mizkif, Ludwig. I'm forgetting a couple of people. Anyway, Amaru and Mr. Beast shit all over Doublelift and, and Ludwig. Ludwig. It yes. was amazing. Yeah. Ever before this, everybody was telling me like, well, I, and I was in agreement with them that like the teams were screwed, and because apparently the rumor was that it was like Mr. Beast and Ninja just picked the people they wanted to play with rather than like really or maybe ninja picked the team he wanted to win with and mr beast was just like oh these people seem cool or something but um and so the double lift ninja team was expected to lose and then it it won uh or sorry it was expected to win and then it lost which was very funny um i will say uh you know i love prime gaming and i'd love to continue to work with them in the future i've worked with them in the past they should continue to work with me um and everything i'm about to say is just something i have to do as my uh duty but I think the event was actually only saved by the fact that like the creators were involved in the storyline that ended up happening where like Mr. Beast was beating Doublelift was 
was a funny thing. So that and the the trash talk was the was what made me enjoy the event. Yeah, uh, because the spectate they did not get LCF's observers. Like this is just very funny because you can tell that the the people who put on the show are not people who understand what you need for like a League of Legends tournament. Like they understand the basics, but they don't understand like, oh, you probably need a good observer. Oh, you probably need to have like comms that are good because Peter was talking on the stream today about how the comms didn't work or whatever. But the funniest, the funniest shit, the funniest shit was this. So like the, uh, the entire VIP section felt like it was mostly like Amazon execs and their kids. Prime gaming. Is that where is that kids. where you were? Yeah, it was like me. I saw like the Botez sisters walk by, and then just a ton of people who like there were Basically, no other like major. All the creators po poked their head in, and then were like, "Oh fuck that!" And they probably went somewhere else to yeah. watch. And yeah. so, so there's all. So just imagine the entire top section is just all these like Prime and Amazon people, and there's a big screen there, and they have these two giant screens on either side of the monitor you cannot like look at the main game without seeing these two screens on either side and both of them just have twitch chat on them and you can understand how if the production is having issues <laughs> having just constantly everybody on like you're looking at the games and just on either side of the games and giant monitors are just twitch chat people being like this sucks. LCS observer or these observers suck. Don't hire these people. Production's so bad. This is so bad. This is so terrible. And the execs are just watching this, and I'm just like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, there's just no way. Because it actually made me remember, Mark. Do you remember when we were at Yahoo and we did our first live stream thing, and the Yahoo production producers and broadcast people from like traditional sports and entertainment were just watching Twitch chat the entire time because they were like amazed at like what twitch chat was and so i just imagine all the executives they don't know what the fuck is happening on the screen so the only thing they can watch is like twitch chat scrolling and it's just all these people shitting on the production and it's fucking hilarious so anyway that's a thing uh that was my weekend i also won a shit ton of money with Avli and kobe at the blackjack table it was the first time Avli and kobe had ever played and we had an amazing uh dealer who was helping and then and then Kobe spilled his beer all over the table, which I called in advance. Anyway, Classic Kobe. Yeah. Uh, how much did you end up? Are you willing to say? Yeah. Um, so I staked Kobe because he was like, well, I always lose whenever I gamble. And he's oh. like, I'll play one hand and then I'll be done if what I lose bum. it. And I was like, don't do that. So I gave him a hundred chip and then he lost a hundred. So then I, 20, I bought him back 25 in. 25 table? Yeah, 25 table. I bought him back in. And he, uh, then he and I just started making a ton of money. And so I ended up probably up like 500. He won he was up at one point in time, like 300 or 400 and then went down and just like, we ended the night whenever he lost his money. But I think he was, I was still neutral cause he had paid me back. And then Ovali was up probably like 150 or 200. I don't know, some decent amount. And then on the end, on the last hand, she put all of her profits in and hit blackjack, which was like super hype. Um, and so we all just made a ton of money off of it. It was pretty fun. Um, Damn, you said a ton of money. I was waiting for some some grand. No, I mean, no. for Small for how fraud. for the fact that it was their first time, for the fact that we were at the table for three and a half hours and like, you know, it's nursing never, the free drinks and having just, fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, and everybody, and we kept winning, and we had great people coming by. It was good. 
Anyway, yeah, I mean, that's that's the more important part. But still, that was our yeah, weekend. Got, got it. Got to get some more money on the table. That was our weekend. Um, but let's talk about some big stuff. So one was, I had heard a rumor at the, while I was in Vegas that Riot had or that Bjergsen had. Like they had tried to get Bjergsen, and you can actually go tweet. See, Mr. Beast had tweeted at Bjergsen, and had uh, been like, "Oh, can you follow me so I can DM you or whatever." And so they had they had tried to get Bjergsen for this, and then I had heard this rumor that Riot shut it down. So then today, today I'm watching Peter talk about the event on his stream, and in the Twitch chat, I just say, "Peter, care to comment on rumors that?" Bjergsen got shut down you for being able that? to go to this. <laughs> and he immediately, immediately goes, oh my God, I got to talk about this. It was like, I just, it was like this giant oil slick and I just dropped this match onto it. And it just, I was like, okay, he fucking delivered. So then he popped off. Um, and I was like, okay, well now I don't have to worry about it. You know, having it just been like a rumor that I heard. Cause I could just go with what Peter said. So, um, that's saving the half second half of the show. Uh, this that's is what how you people... do it. You, you, you leak shit to Peter and then you ask him about it on. No, Twitch, no, no. I mean, he, he heard it. He and I didn't even talk all weekend. He was, busy uh, no, but I'm just saying that. in the future, just uh, leak yeah, shit yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then he leaked something else, which is the other thing we're going to be talking about, uh, yep. which was, <laughs> so Peter's just the source for our entire second half of the show. Um, um, so you, you told me to pull Mike spam again, but I don't know what his other question was. Is it about the, it was about the Bjergsen stuff. I think it is. It is about the Bjergsen stuff. I think so. I have to, he, he, I have to scroll up to find it. Um, well, go, go find it. Cause otherwise I'm also down to, to have you and I talk about it quickly, yeah. um, before getting takes on it, because I think it's pretty universal that that was a big L. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, you say universal, but um, where is this other Mike's Mike spam? Can you put your take? If you're is, is it the Riot allowed Clutch Gaming to play in an offseason? Oh yeah, show yeah, match? yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was relevant. I thought that was relevant. So we'll talk about that. Um, anyway, so uh, all right, yeah, then it, it, we'll, I'll, I'll get Mike spam on to talk about it because that, that's yeah. that's relevant enough for the angle that I want to. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, so you don't want us to have our early conversation first. No, I feel like we're far enough in the show we can just incorporate Mike Spam into it, even if it goes a while. Okay, cool. Um, so so the on. other news, or the rumor that, that's out right now, so I've heard the Hooney part. I had not heard the other part of this, which is uh, Tactical and Mia are out and, alongside Hooney, and then Soul, Instinct, and Chime are coming in. Uh, <laughs> Peter made his what they should do instead uh, thing because he's a GM. Uh, but yeah, this is so supposedly 60% of their roster changing between week three and week four. Um, I love TS of this year, man. It's just like, this gives us so much to talk about. Uh, so that's the rumor. Um, we will, we'll, we'll take some calls on that. Uh, and if you, we have a whole another hour or so. So we've got three people in the waiting room. So if we'll probably care, get one one more if you care about this tsm stuff or especially because i doubt we have a lot of tsm takes right now i, I uh, pulled one tsm take yeah uh, so we'll probably get one or two more tsm takes uh if folks want to talk about that um yeah but that is kind of where we are at uh i want to read a statement that i finally got from ovly may meeting with 419 people that's the statement thank that, you ovly thank you ovly 
Oh, she's coming in and being rude. Uh, thank you, Avli, for the 419. Uh, rude, rude but not about. incorrect. Uh, we were just talking about how you made a bunch of money, and we had such fun in Vegas, and now you're flaming me. Okay, uh, the statement I got from Riot Games is the following. From oh, is LCS... this about the Bajergerson stuff? Yeah, from the Bajergerson stuff. Burger, from, a, the from an LCS spokesperson. The LCS abided by the policy set across all LOL esports regions against competitive participation in third-party tournaments while in season. Uh, so that is the statement. Mark, do we want... I, I have like a read between the lines on what that statement means. I don't know if you want to wait until we get our, our caller. No, let's do that now, and then we'll get Mike Spam in for the, okay. the thing that he, he talked about. So I will, once again, do my best to explain the politics of Riot Games to people who don't pay attention to this stuff because why would you? It's only relevant in these minor situations. Riot, the esports setup, is basically split across into these different like teams for, you know, you've got North America, which runs LCS, and I guess also Oceania. Then you've got the, uh, the European crew who runs LEC and all of the uh, ERL stuff. You've got obviously Korea, etc. So there's all these different groups that all have sort of their own agency um, to make their own rules and do their own things, except there's also the global team. I am increasingly not a fan of some of the decisions that global makes, and I frequently feel like the global decisions fuck over the other regions and I am reading between the lines in this statement because, again, the, the statement is, now that you know how the, I've explained this stuff, the LCS abided by the policy set across all law esports regions against competitive participation. So they're basically like, we're just following the fucking rules, boys. Um, and, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. And so I was just going to say, like, I LCS took a lot of heat on this and I was down to give them the heat. I actually think that the global team deserves more of the heat if if i am reading this correctly um and i and i sometimes worry that like you know mark mark and i did a video i think two years ago called is the cosby ruining stormlight and i think this is a situation where i wonder is lol esports ruining the lcs at least in some situations because the I... lcs is struggling and right it's like well sorry our global rules are uh they're not going to let you do this cool thing yeah i mean it's kind of fucked. <laughs> I think everyone agrees. Like, no one's on the side of, like, yeah, Bjerg shouldn't have been allowed to compete. It's an off week. There's a bunch of reasons that if him and Team Liquid are fine with it, the LCS should be fine with it. Um, that said, there is a somewhat legitimate argument to make about, like, not making exceptions to this rule because of the other regions and things with China's massive, massive viewership and player base that if you start bending these rules for them, for us, they'll get upset. And I, I personally think you can just hopefully have enough control that you can make exceptions where it makes sense. But if you can do this for North America on a week off, like I'm not saying they should have done it. Oddly, I'm just saying that they uh, like there is a case where like all the fucking people in China are gonna want to be playing their like streamer yeah, tournaments. You for know what? Just charity the, or whatever. The regions should be able to decide this based on the health of their own league. Like it, I it, agree. It should be based just on the region side, and so the global team should basically be like, 
hey, we are removing this from our rule book, and now the regions can decide how they want to do this. Because, like, it doesn't even make sense to me. Like, if they just sit, like, it makes sense to me if they're like, okay, all the regions can decide how they want to do this, but you have, you cannot do any international event, and you can't, and you have to compete in MSI and Worlds. That makes a lot of sense to me. Like, your re uh, that stops, like, a region from seceding from the federation and uh and being like okay well now china and korea are gonna let people compete in their own events or something like you, it, you, you it, create, but like for something like this it is insane to me like the lcs needs this help and the global team is just like an anchor around the neck for in a situation and, like this and i mean like even within north america the concern that I, maybe Travis is wrong in Riot was, in, like LCS was in agreement with the decision. Let, let's take that angle for a second. There is still an argument that you can make that you shouldn't let Bjergsen go here because what happens if there's an event on Monday, which is an off day, and no one has anything scheduled on a Monday, and there's like a little charity tournament thing that Jensen wants to participate in, or a Twitch Rivals, and Jensen goes, I want to participate in this. You let Bjergsen play in this. Why can't I do this? And then because you have to Mr. Start Beast is not in this. You yeah, just let I the LCS agree. decides on I, it. I, I agree. I'm just saying that it gives people leverage to start pushing for more. And no, I don't think it, it gives people leverage because Riot Riot's the fucking god emperor of this league, and they can just be like, "I yes, I've changed the terms I, of agreement. I, I, the agreement. I don't disagree I don't with alter you. I'm them just more. saying that they have a, a fucking boner for keeping like rules that must be abided by by everyone because they don't like to make exceptions to rules. And so, making an exception to this rule, you can see how. Other people will then try and make it apply to them. And then you have to have these arguments over and over again versus just like this stamp that you say no yeah. to everything. Um, and I think that's not smart. I'm not advocating for this because I think it doesn't help you in situations where it could if you actually just decided on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, but there is some reason that you have to be careful because there are a lot of events that players could be taking money for doing or even just charity events Hey guys, charity event with the most popular YouTuber. Definitely not about my career. <laughs> I really care about the charity, and it's not at all because Mr. Beast threw this event and not some Joe Schmo. You know, like I, I, I get it. It's just like it. You, it's easy. Look, there's probably a rule that a team competing at MSI needs to be at the venue and sitting in a chair by a certain time before the with otherwise they're disqualified. Obviously, that rule was not abided by at MSI 2022. <laughs> they like, made an exception for RNG. Is that what you're telling me? That like I, I am saying sometimes they'll take viewership and size into account. Yes, like there are extenuating circumstances. Like in in yeah. that situation, the global team was willing to bend the rule, and I think the global team should give a fuck about how the LCS is doing, and like you should not be in a situation where you're going to like let one league die. Well, not die, but where you're going to uh, inconvenience or or create issues for one league while this other stuff is happening. So anyway, my whole point is, if my theory is correct, which I've known right for a long time, this feels. I, like I, I think you got a good read. It feels yeah. like you got your finger on the pulse of it. Yeah, yeah. And so if if this is if this is correct, then uh, I think it's just it's like a crazy like riot politics issue that essentially ended up getting this fucked over. So, uh, I think it's really disappointing and we I, should take a call about it. Uh, the other thing I'll say about this is that it's not like the end of the world. Like 
how many people were going to watch the LCS because Bjergsen showed up there. I don't know. But it's frustrating that when there's an easy dub, we, we don't take it. You know, like... That, yeah, that's... I would not... I agree. And and there's... I think the, the LCS for the past two or three years has been filled with a... Well, it's not like it's the end of the world because how much is this going to affect? But when you have 100, it's not like it's the end of the worlds. You know, it's like... It's like, uh, oh, you know, it's not like burning this trash. The single pile of trash will be the end of the world because how much is it really going to raise the global temperature? You do that enough, and suddenly we have a drought in the, in, uh, the West. Suddenly Big Bear Lake is now just Big Bear Mountain thing. Yeah. What I'm saying is Riot Games is killing the planet. Uh, okay, so <laughs> should, we get, yeah. should, we get the, uh, should we get the first caller? Lion Nation says, Travis starting to panic about LCS numbers. Where have you bid, Lion Nation? I'm not starting. Mike Spam is here. Mike Spam, remind everyone from one hour ago, where are you calling from? Just south of Seattle, Travis. Just Bullshit. Did you move? What do you want to talk about on the show? So, I mean, really just this topic. But the framing is, there was a show match in 2018 between Clutch Gaming and Billy Billy Esports. It was one game. And it was just because Billy Billy had signed with Clutch as a sponsor. And I want to thank my friend Olivia for bringing this to my attention. Because it's like, this is a clear precedent. This is an event that happened. One, if this was... If the rule from Global is... Because this just got brought up. Hey, this has to happen in the offseason. Why don't we see more show matches like this? And... Isn't this a precedent? Shouldn't we just have all these LCS teams and players in the offseason free to play whatever games and whatever teams they want? I mean, we both know the answer here, but, or all three of us, but like, come on. So I just look, so I rem, I had forgotten about this until you brought it up. Um, and I'm looking at this article from ESPN, which says it's written October 9th, 2018, and it says on Monday night, over 891,000 viewers tuned in for the first ever Riot Games-sanctioned friendly match between two professional international teams. 850,000 of those were from China, I bet. Yeah, sure. But regardless of Probably if that's the case or not. I mean, maybe, arguably good for Clutch. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this was in, I guess this was in October. So this would have been during Worlds, I think. I mean, I'd have to figure this out. But if this is really like October 9th, because I remember this and I had forgotten about it until now. But I did not remember the timing on it. If this was really like during Worlds, that's even more confusing to me because... This was the season they were at Worlds, right? No. no. I went back and checked. Okay. Um, <clears throat> like, it's just weird to me that like we can't do this during the... Like, <laughs> there's no LCS. There's no LC LEC this weekend, this past weekend, which is like... The, I, I can understand if it was like, we don't want Bjergsen to do this instead of participating in the LCS match. Like, if it was a competing product to the LCS streaming at the same time, Bjergsen would have had to miss it. Like, totally, totally get that. But it's there was nothing happening. And, like, this supposedly happened around the time of Worlds, which I feel like is an even crazier time to do it. And so why was this allowed to happen I guess based on the language of the statement, it's because 
the policy set across all LOL esports regions against competitive participation in third-party tournaments while in season. So maybe this was not while it was in season, but so I can't imagine that, like it if, was during Worlds. Yeah. Right. So it's it's during Worlds, but it probably wasn't in a competing time slot. I'm sure it Regardless, was not. Do you think yeah. we would see a show match between like I don't know some fifth string team in NA and a fifth string team in EU during Worlds this year? No. Well, I think now this is a great case. If there's any teams that miss Worlds that want to come to NA and do show matches, here's your fucking precedence. Like, just come over and, and play some league with us. You know? Well, this was... Also it had to be Riot-sanctioned. Sponsor? That might help? Well, well of course help. it fucking helps. Uh, the... Well, like, let's say some miracle situation, Gen G misses Worlds, or T1 misses Worlds. Just fucking come over and play CLG or FlyQuest or wh whoever for us didn't didn't make worlds in a show match and uh, I don't know. SkyG points out that the rule could have changed since 2018, but I don't feel I I'm it maybe it got elevated from a regional rule to a global rule during that time, but like I have been aware of this type of rule for a long time. Yeah, me too. And so, okay, so if I'm reading this right, I. No, wait, I'm not. Never mind. Ignore me. I'm not reading this no, right. Well, so, so I would interpret it as neither of these teams are at world, so technically their offseason had, hadn't started. Or had started, excuse me. Um, and they, like, Riot okayed it in this situation because it's China. Maybe China favoritism, honestly. Like, I don't know. I mean, know, it's frustrating but... because in the past I have not wanted to... Like, I think people use that as an excuse a lot of it, frequently yeah. whenever it's like no not really um but in this situation it's really hard to understand why this would be allowed and uh other things would not be allowed unless the rule changed during that time i don't know i just like it said first ever sanctioned so it sounds like a like an exception to the yeah. rule rather yeah. than like the, the rule naturally permitting this but like to this point like people in, in chat are saying k corp like fuck yeah bring k corp over and have Takui play against them, and it's like a little French re, re, you know, reunion thing. And like, I don't know, that sounds cool to me. Like in one of the the days where there's no worlds, you know. I just, yeah. I mean this this article just kind of blows my mind, uh, as because it just feels like it's in such strong contrast to what's happened. And again, I know the rule could have changed. I'd be confused as to when or how it changed because I know that this rule has been around for a while. My argument would be, well, Riot can make exceptions and they could have made an exception still for this one, but I don't know. I think the other thing that's just shocking to me is like, how did they not think that this would get out? Like, because that's the, that's the impression. Like, I was surprised that they did not have a statement ready to go. And uh, I don't know. Bjergsen liked the tweet too, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 oh fuck! I was gonna say something else. I can't. I can't remember it now. Fuck! I had such a good point. It was genius. It was the greatest point ever, you, and I lost it because of that. Mike spam both thrown out. I had a great point. No, never mind on this call. Fine, I'll just carry it for you guys. This is stupid. The LCS needs this. Mark wants me to stay positive. Oh, oh, oh! You know what it was gonna be? Fucking running events is a lot of work. That's if if you want the like one of the big reasons events don't happen. It's because they're they're not. Like, they are fun, but they're also not fun to plan. And a lot of things can go wrong. Yeah. And so a lot of, like, Mr. Beast probably had to 
put a lot of resources into that and figuring it out. Um, and I don't know how many teams and like orgs are, are willing to do that. Which I is think like it was mostly only... Prime Gaming, by the way, that did it. Well, there you go. So like, yeah, okay, Amazon Prime handled it. Uh, maybe Prime can do a, a K Corp versus Takoi match now. I don't know. <sighs> I just uh, Riot Global's killing the LCS. This is my new mantra. Okay, Mike Spam, thank you for the shout out. Uh, for, thank you for the call and for shouting out this article. Uh, anything you want to say before we go on to the next caller? Yeah, I want to shout out my friend Olivia at Longhair underscore on Twitter. She's the one who immediately brought this to my attention, and she's been in the scene for a while and is really smart, and people should follow her. Longhair underscore? Correct. Remember something that. L O N G H A R E underscore. H A R. Oh, okay. When I, I put in the other hair, and I was confused. Okay. Something that no one else seemed to remember. No, I mean, I didn't remember, so shout out. No, me neither. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, seriously, props to her. Thank you so much, uh, Mike Spam, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right, peace. Long hair on Twitter, holding Riot Games accountable. Uh, okay. <coughs> Thank you to... Are you okay, Mark? What was that? I'm sorry, podcast listeners. He's not professional. Okay, Real Foxy, thank you for the 56 months. Moonfish, thank you for the 21. Avera, thank you for the 34. PJ Salt, seven months. Blue Jay, 39. Boba Cola gifted a sub to Broden. I'm sure he appreciates it. Moogle T, thank you for the nine months. And Narrow, 53. Uh, and David is here. David, where are you calling from? I uh, call from Hell's Kitchen in New York City. Hell's Kitchen. Hey, that's where uh, the devil, de de Daredevil. Devil, de devil Man Crybaby's from. Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Mark. Okay. David, how many, what are you doing? What's happening in New York for Worlds this year? Uh, so we have quarterfinals as well as group stage. Uh, beyond that, trying to host a few events myself at some of the local uh, PC cafes. And I know a bunch of places around here are trying to do stuff for the LCS regular season and playoffs, but that's about okay, it. Okay, message, message me on the side because Mark and I are, I'm trying to do something as well. So I don't want you to, I don't want us to run. Okay, anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show? I'm here to bring your positivity take for today. Thank God. So I'm trying this. Oh God. No, go no, no. Ignore Travis. Go be positive. So despite what Doublelift and the majority of the community that at least speaks out on Twitter and Reddit is saying, the LCS is not dying. And at the end of the day, if everybody would just stop complaining and take matters into your own hands for a little bit, we could actually possibly grow the LCS at a grassroots level. And this isn't to call out you, Travis, or anybody else that creates content because you guys do a lot more than the average fan obviously does in terms of promoting the league, et cetera, stuff like that. But to your average fan who wants to go out on Twitter and complain, if we all just collectively found one single person and introduced them to the LCS, help them find a team, help them find a player, something to connect them to the league, you're not going to double viewership, but you're slowly going to start to build it up. And then you issue that same challenge to another friend. And you just start growing it bit by bit. At the end of the day, we know that we're going to have a regular season in spring, a regular season in summer, playoffs and Worlds and MSI. Regardless of what else happens or doesn't happen, those things are set. We can do things as fans around it to help grow the league ourselves 
rather than just complain about the entire the entire time about things that are out of our control. First off, I really like the take. Uh, thank you for calling in, Mark. Do you want to start or should I? Um. First off, I appreciate the positivity. Um. I don't disagree that fans can always do more. Uh, I especially like putting the onus on fans instead of the people who work in the scene to make it more appealing and enjoyable. Um, just bring more people in. You, like you, you guys do the work, not me. I like that angle a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, is it the is it the broadcast that's the issue? No, it's the audience that will grow themselves. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the audience, they say that they don't even watch the broadcast death segments anyway. So yeah, technically, yeah. does that matter? Yeah, no, um, it doesn't matter. So, so I will say, um, I don't, it's not like you're wrong. Not like anything you said is wrong. I think there, there's a lot of complex thoughts I have on this topic. Like LCS Dej, like, okay true it's not doing as well but also lec has also been falling off a cliff compared to the last two years um but they also like there's just no joy to be found by the people who work or enjoy that scene in celebrating its demise or like it's it's like regression i guess you would say because it's, it's about back to its 2019 levels for a summer Whereas in 2020, it was at 300,000 average, 2021, 240, and now it's down to 189 average. Um, and like, there's a lot of factors at that. And I'm not throwing shade at the LEC saying it's a bad product, but I just mean like, if the people who love shitting on NA worked in the European scene, that would be like all they talk about, how dead it is. LEC dead, 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 dead. Um, but K-Drill doesn't do that. And like the people over there don't do that. And it's still much bigger than L LCS. I'm not saying that it's not bigger, but I'm just saying that like the numbers now compared to a year ago are substantially diminished. And I think that there's, to David's point about people in the scene, there's a non-negligible group of people who like just enjoy the feeling of like, ha ha, LCS sucks. Yes. Got him. And like, it's not a unique take. It's not interesting. It doesn't do anything. And it's not even necessarily right half the time for the reasons those people are going off about. Like LEC, there's, it's like multi-complex, like multi-facted, like why it's happening maybe, but like none, no one gives any discussion about it for the LCS. It's just LCS dead. And uh, it's tired, it's played out. And like, yeah, it's not doing well, but so is no one's content's doing well. Like the thing that's funny too, is a lot of content creators will go look at the LCS's drop off and percentages and be like, look how fucking dead it is. But then like, if you look at some of their content, when it goes through similar dips, like they won't talk about their own content that way. Like, oh, I'm fucking dead. I dropped 40% this year in average views or like minutes watched or something, uh, you know, and they only like it's only the lcs that people take this perspective on never their own content not other content in the scene it's just this um and i don't think the lcs is doing great i think we can all agree these numbers are scary and we want to reverse the trend and turn it around but i think the 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 public discourse on it by certain groups of people makes it like look even worse than it is even though it's not good so i mean isn't that kind of a league thing as a whole though like where League of Legends it's fans in general LCS was for like some reason. toxic games. I, now I, I do agree that there's, I mean, actually it's funny because I was watching a Brandon Sanderson stream recently where he was talking about, uh, he, he thinks that criticism of 
stuff is good. Even criticism of his own art and work is good. He gets disappointed when he sees it being a thing where like you have to stop other people from enjoying something they're excited about. It's like that there's this huge issue on the internet where it's like, I thought this movie was good. And then a bunch of people will come out and be like, yeah, what? I can't believe that you would think that. Let me, you're wrong. Let me tell you all the ways that you're at this movie was bad. And like, um, I don't know. I did that recently with Mark on the most doctor, most recent doctor strange movie, but it was, yeah, bad. but that's like, that's a, it, that's in, us in having discussion conversation. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like I like, tweeted and like a bunch of people just like ratioed me for liking something that they didn't like, which right. I think is the point. Like if you tried to tweet something positive generally, I mean, people do to be fair. I, it's being a little hyperbolized. Like you, you can tweet nice things about the LCS. Like, oh, we had a good weekend this weekend. You know, like, and it's and sentiment has turned around a little bit on Reddit. I've seen some positive threads about segments and weekends and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I think a lot of the major, a lot of people only seem to know how to talk about it dying, and they don't know how to talk about it from any other angle. I don't know so- why. So. Here, here's kind of it's funny because I know I've hinted at this a couple times, but Mark and I have had a couple discussions recently about my tone in this content and on Hotline League and all that stuff and how negative I get. Um, and there, there's times where I let my frustration just make it to the point where I'm like actually angry. Um, but I think what I I want to make clear here is that like I fucking care. Like I really want the league to do better and I know what it is capable of and I would go do something else if I didn't care. Um, But like there are people that I have seen who are celebrating the league struggling and that is like where it is very frustrating and where I feel like it gets very toxic. So like for me, I get frustrated because of things like this Mr. Beast thing. Or things like, uh, I don't talk about it too much, but like I actually think that the comm stuff has gotten really bad this year again after getting, being bad last year and then getting better and now it's bad again. Like those things frustrate me because I'm like, I care about this product and I care about this community and the scene and it is frustrating whenever I see bad decisions being made. Well, um, and us... Uh, no, Sorry, you finish your, you finish no, your things. Ahead, Mine's a ahead, tangent. Okay, so I think there's also a parallel to be had about like current American politics, at least, and not even politics, but like discourse. Like, and I was watch, just watching John Green or Hank Green, one of the two of those fucking Greens, talking about like this thing they call the sad gap, and how like um, when you learn about something a little bit, you like before you learn enough to realize like how it's being fixed and addressed and things that are going on about it. People just Hank Green. Actually, clarify which green um, the, that they were talking about, like how you you tend to like just focus on the negative because you don't know what's being done proactively about it or things like that. And um, there's just a lot of that shit where you just chalk it up to evil or like miss like idiots or like stupidity Malice. and things like that. Um, and there's there are good things happening in the scene. If you want to talk about them, you can talk about them. Like. Like, for, for example, the CLG storyline was like, it's a good thing that this org that was like legitimately people were calling for it to be relegated is having a good split. And like, you can celebrate that. You can celebrate some new players. You can celebrate the good content that has happened. Um, the, the wins that we that have that do happen, they, they do happen. But I think people don't want to talk about them because they don't think that'll get as many views as saying like viewership down from last summer 
ah, um, and that's all that it's like, that's where the, that, all you talk about. And so you, you don't see the, the wins that exist and it just makes it even worse because then people assume that there are none where like, I remember cracked.com had like a, every time they'd be like 10 things that are good in the world that you haven't heard about because people don't like talking about good news. You know, like there was always those kinds of lists. And I feel like that's a somewhat similar thing that the LCS is having to fight right now where no one talks about the, the good things. So I just, to, to wind down sort of my, my thought process on this, it's like, I want the league to do well. I want it to make good decisions. I get frustrated because I don't see them doing that often or see like the league. I think the league makes a lot of not optimal decisions. I think the teams make a lot of not optimal decisions and the players make a lot of not optimal decisions. And I think it's put us in a tough place where like, it's, it's difficult. I've never, you're never going to see me talk about the quality of the gameplay in the league. Um, and I, I think that's one thing people like to harp on is they're like, the league is so shit. The players are so bad. I don't fucking give a shit. You know, that is not something that I think is very easy to like work on or improve. It is this kind of weird intangible thing. It's only bad in relation to other regions, other regions we play like twice a year. And like, ultimately you can just enjoy the competition in the league for what it's worth. And if the only thing you want is to watch the best possible league of legends, then like fix your sleep schedule. You're never going to get that out of LCS, at least not for another decade or something. But for me, the things that I do get frustrated by are when I'm like, why does it feel like, I don't know, broadcast decisions are made way differently than they used to be or where this Bjergsen stuff happens where it's like such an easy dub. That's the stuff that aggravates me. Um, but I, I am, I'm trying behind the scenes. I will let you all know. I'm doing a bunch to try to like meet with people, share my opinions. I don't want it to ever seem like I'm just shitting on it on the show. I actually do try to talk to a bunch of people involved in the LCS. And, uh, and so I, well, I agree with the positivity thing. The, the final thing I'll throw on here is a lot of Twitch has taken the conversation to like Dom LS or double lift or whoever. And I'm not talking just about content creators. I mean, even on Reddit, right? Like people say these things i'm saying like as a community we have this somewhat fascination on the demise and ignoring the dubs and to bring it full circle to david's point you don't have to go convince your friend to go watch the lcs necessarily but like if you saw something you liked post about it and share that or when someone's saying this thing sucks you can disagree with them um i think like you don't have to pretend everything's all roses because it's not but like um that to that point about spreading positivity and things like that, like um, it's not just content creators that I'm, I'm saying this about. I'm saying it about like the, the scene as a whole. No, and and here's here's the one thing on that. Like, I people have been like, "Wow, Travis is really pushing players hard," and part of that is because yeah, I am. I think it's a good show, but I also think it's really good for the league. And I feel like if this was 2016 people would be losing their fucking minds that there is a scripted Hollywood show about the LCS that has been made. And people would be like talking about it and all the people in the space would be discussing it. And like, it would be fun. And yes, maybe we wouldn't think like sometimes there are people that are going to not like it because maybe it's not the sense of humor that they have or something like that's fine. But like, at least there'd be some appreciation for it. And I think my frustration is that I don't think Riot has done a good job pushing it. I don't think that 
a lot of people have done. We're not celebrating this in the way that I wish we were. And um, and I think something like this deserves celebration. So, yeah, you're going to see this stuff on the channel, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to put the first half of this episode towards it because, like, I do think stuff like this is really cool and good for the league, and I want whenever something like this happens, I will, even if other people are not, push the shit out of it because I think it's really awesome. David, Big I know agree. we took your your call and we turned it into a rant for both of us, which is what <laughs> we frequently do. But any thoughts? Uh, I would say like I know this was very LCS focused around this conversation, but there's a broader point to be made that at least in America the League of Legends community or the perception around the game is identical to what we're seeing with the LCS in the same way that people are saying that, you know, LCS is dying and celebrating it. Uh, for example, I just posted a video on TikTok the other day and started a series where I'm going out in New York City and I asked people what their mains are in League of Legends. And I got a bunch of responses, but then the comment sections on the video were, you are literally introducing these people to the end of their lives by introducing them to League of Legends. True. And you... I know that that is the common perception and all the comments like that were not the people that follow me because I try to preach a lot of positivity and all the, the stuff that I put out. But it's like, we also need to actively fight against that in general. If we constantly tell people that the game that we're playing is literally going to end your life, that is the worst possible thing for you and you continue the stigma beyond just the LCS, it's going to eventually bleed into the LCS as well because then that's your hardcore fans who have been raised on that philosophy. So at least... You know, I'll do my part. Hopefully other fans do it as well. But just try to, A, enjoy the game. If you don't enjoy the game, whatever. But if you enjoy the LCS as well, just promote positivity and do what you can to help grow it. Because at the end of the day, we as fans can't do shit about what Riot does. We can only control our own actions. So do something about it within the control that you do have. Very good. I appreciate it. I'm going to launch into one final rant. Because oh, Weasel no, we Twenty One, Weasel Twenty One said, "Riot Games is a god awful company." Just admit it. I just want everyone to take a step back and like think about where Riot is at as a company and what they do. Um, I actually think there was some incredibly legitimate issues and problematic stuff that was happening at the company, uh, and they've taken a ton of hits for that, rightly so. Things that I have heard since then have been that it, things have improved, even if it's not perfect, they're trending in the right direction. They've hired a lot of people who care about making that stuff better. And I have faith that they are improving, even as I was like disgusted about how bad it was before. I think it is frustrating to see things like them raising the costs of stuff or lowering how much RP you get whenever you buy stuff, whenever I'm like, this company makes a lot of fucking money. That being said, I look out at other video game developers in the space who have just fucking fallen off, who are like incredibly greedy or they do just like the worst kind of loot. Look at Diablo Immortal. Like look, look at, at look at anything there. Look at Genshin Impact, you know. Look at look at even games even these developers who can't create good games. Like Cyberpunk, like people I'm trying to get excited about uh, the new Bethesda game, uh, Sky, Sky, uh, why am I forgetting? The uh, Sky Fleet, Star Commander, Star, um, no, Sky, now Skyward. you're fucking me up. Starfield, um, Starfield, 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 thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't, after Fallout 76, it's just so hard, like, like, it's funny to me because that people shit on, on Riot as this god awful company, because I'm like, guys, they're, they're actually one of the best fucking 
companies in gaming right now. There's a reason why every MMO person, like go look at Asmongold's channel. Like all he's doing is like watching videos that where people are super excited about this Riot MMO, which may or may not ever release because they're just like, it's funny because you know how, you know, somebody plays a shit ton of League of Legends or Valorant or Riot Games games because they'll tell you Riot is a bad company because everybody else outside are jealous of what Riot, like they're like, I wish uh fucking Valve cared about shit the way that Riot yeah. cares about their stuff. It's just it's just crazy to me. Uh, it's and again, I think it's just a lot of people that are they want to be upset, they want to be bitter. Their fucking champion got nerfed, like the guy that tweeted at me. About the- <laughs> that was the funniest shit. <laughs> you know why LCS sucks? Because they're nerfing all the fun champions. Uh, anyway, I just um... <laughs> the final thing I'll say is okay. that they're, they're no FromSoft. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. They're no FromSoft. All right. Fine. It's not like we'll they made from stuff there, then right below them, then all these other chuckleheads. Fair okay, enough. Uh, David, thanks for the call. We will catch you next time. I think you already did your shout out, but just in case you have uh, anything you want to shout out. Uh, thank you to all the sponsors for Hotline League, Alienware, etc., and TikTok.com slash David Shinock. All League of Legends content, two videos a day. Go watch. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. What a hustler. Yep. Adios. All right. Larian Studios is also great. I'll give you that. Yeah, no, obviously there are some good ones, but like I just feel like the I feel like game developers on the whole are kind of like I feel like we're entering in a bit of a dark age right now. And um and at least that's how I feel as somebody who's loved the widespread video game world. Concerned Ape is the goat? True. Big true. Um are we doing a read or can I get more people? Oh, yes, let's do read. I need to do that. That's my job. Okay, hello, everyone. Um, I didn't get word back from them about whether or not I can promote this, so I'm going to just do it anyway uh, because I don't know if it's in their official messaging. But you know what? Fuck it. It's a great deal. Uh, Mark, you okay? Grubhub Plus. If you have Amazon Prime, if you have Amazon Prime, which many of you do because you've dropped Prime subs on this channel, did you know that you can now get Grubhub Plus? for free with your if you with your subscription uh it is pretty cool mark needs to mute himself next time amazon prime members get free grubhub plus for a year this is a 120 dollars value a 120 dollars a year value uh no delivery fees members only offers and fast delivery on food snacks drinks and more i know some of you have you know you hang out here and you wait for the uh the code or whatever, you know, sometimes you decide to do this. Look, just go every, if you have prime, just go get this thing right now. Because if you, at some point in time, you want Grubhub in the future, even if it's not tonight, you can, you'll have it. And then you can use it whenever I get codes or whenever Riot's putting out codes or something like that, you save a bunch of money. It's just, it's good. If you are a Grubhub Plus member already, which I am, I'm just gonna switch that over to unlocking it as part of the Amazon Prime membership. Like it's actually super cool that this is a thing now um they it got announced last week i didn't even know it was it was coming up and um i think it's it's pretty slick so uh, a lot of people i don't know if they know about this yet but like literally if you have amazon prime there's no reason not to get like the premium grubhub plus thing um so yellow thank you grubhub for sponsoring the show okay mark ready yes what are what are what are people saying on in the chat. You guys are off on some other thing now. 
Nintendo has its issues. Uh, they're pretty. Their lawyers are incredibly greedy, and I I feel like I like the Switch, but it's a little disappointing that they haven't pushed it any further. Dark Wonder is here. Dark Wonder, where are you calling from? Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? So it's the TSM Daddy Double Leak, you know, leaks today that kind of came out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's to no surprise that the the changes are coming. But to me, the the two kind of hot takes I have for this one is this is the absolute hail mary. I think for trying to save face, save the investors, save the money, right? I think that's been on the table. Everyone's aware of that. You can you can see it. And I think two is saving Speaker before he walks. I think this is it. You I, think I, this I is saving Speaker? Speaker? Yeah, I don't think he's. If, my, if they don't get to playoffs, I feel like this is giving up on Spica. No, 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 no. He's got the talent. I think he's going to take it elsewhere. He's the LeBron of TSM right now. He's ready to go and do something oh, else. So you're agreeing. Yeah, you guys are on the sorry. same page. Yeah, you guys are on the same page. Misunderstood. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's a bad player by any means. I, I think he's just at that point where they made him the franchise player, right? Post Bjergsen, post everybody else. He's the last man standing. They've tried to put the pieces in place. They can't afford anybody else, supposedly. Granted, there's also people who they can't get out of contract, but what else do you do? So you and then, think this is them folding, up. essentially. Like yeah. in, in, yeah, I was in, this is in Vegas, there's a term called folding whenever you're playing. Uh, Shut up, Travis. We have, we have seven minutes till nine o'clock. We don't have time for poker Calm analogies. Down, what are you, LS? Fine. What are you going to oh, do, fine. draft some blue? Yes, all the chips are on the table. This is the Hail Mary. If it doesn't Wait, you work, think this is a Hail Mary? This is where I'm confused this, this, about this your take. This is the Hail Mary. You don't think Wait. that this is unfolding. You think that this is them trying to make a final This is them run. going in. As best as they can, whether everybody will agree or disagree, these are the best pieces. Again, I, this has been talked about by a lot of content creators, even Doublelift. Can they afford anybody else? Is anybody else even on the table for buyout, right? Like, can to me, this is them scrambling. Let me look well, at this TSM FTX deal. Did, was it was it not Doublelift himself who million. suggested <laughs> who suggested that they get Ayla and um, holy fuck I'm blanking on his uh, Yawn? Yawn, he, yeah, yep. Yeah, he, so I mean, like he, that, he that gave to a me separate, would, uh, team, yeah. Yeah, that that to me would be like we're you're right. Uh, you know, it is difficult to make moves right now, um, but if you threw the checkbook at Steve, I I don't think Steve is like in love with those players like yep that's that's core core is going to retire any minute and this is the guy who's going to replace him can't let him go you know so like i i think you could have made a bigger splash i don't hate the solo pickup um but the the bot lane like chime is good but is he i don't know no. I, I, yeah it's just no. like i i, I i'm not convinced that this is anything other than like building for the future that's what this says to me is that huni's risks I, I've heard that the, he has wrist issues, I guess. And yeah. uh, this is them being like, okay, well, he's fucked. Let's go grab the best unsigned player we can for top lane. And let's start trying out academy players who are maybe more long-term. Because Tactical is not going to be on their team next year. So they're like, fuck it, let's try this guy. I don't know what the situation is with Mia, but I guess they're just trying to keep uh, bot lane together or something. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think this is a Hail Mary. So the funny thing is we had... Uh, Parthon last, no, Jet on last week, and somebody called in and said, "Is, should, is TSM ready for to hit the panic button?" <laughs> and Jet's response was, "I wish they had a panic button that like worked." And I think that this is that incarnate. Like TSM is hitting the panic button. It is not an actual panic button. It is just like a uh, an eject button. And like 
I think they've decided they aren't going to Worlds this year, and so they're probably freeing up a, some spend. I mean, we've heard that uh, what isn't Shenyi also? Uh, that there was a rumor that he was. Oh, it's it's Soul, yeah. not Solo. I'm stupid. I miss yeah, I misunderstood the rumor. Solo is the is the double F rumor. Yeah. Well, even more. No, to no, the no point, it's not a rumor. Just, it's what he, he thought they should. He should. He, they yeah, should yeah, yeah. Well, it's the Reddit comments that threw me. You think I watched the video? It's Reddit anyway, comments. Anyway, you can see it in the <laughs> yeah. thumbnail, Mark. Um, look at the thumbnail. It shows. <laughs> it's really small on Reddit. <laughs> kind of out there. I can't. Well, maybe you need a a nice big Alienware monitor. I can get you hooked up. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I think TSM fans should <laughs> tune in next time uh, because I. <laughs> I don't think it's a no, no, weekly TSM episode. It's an absolute st- weekly episode with TSM right now. It's TSM just a matter of roll the dice. Fans should absolutely watch to see the future of their organization, Travis. Positivity. Don't, don't tune know. out. Tune in. I, There's a reason to watch now. The increased viewership right there. Here, I have yeah. a hot take. I have a hot take. Uh, TSM should start shopping Spica right now. Absolutely. 100%. Because I think that some there might be some orgs out there right now who would pay him for to play for them for the rest of the split. I don't know who, but probably some. And then they would get like first dibs on trying to sign him for the next year. And like the, I just can't imagine they're going to keep him. I think he, there's been at I think at one point a TSM legend video or something that came out that he specifically stated that if things never worked out, he could easily go to LPL teams or at some something like that. That I can't remember when it was, but it definitely wasn't that that long ago. I mean, he 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 did an interview with me where he was saying that he would consider going to the LPL, but that's what it was. There you go. Um, I I don't know. I just uh, it makes a lot of sense now that they're not doing TSM Legends that often uh, because. Uh, you gotta hide the content. But like, that's the sad thing is that this would actually be very. All these interesting players right are now. gone. Just put, just show it all. <laughs> no one's not, like it's. It's a. It's a. You want to do it's a breaking a Light, point for TSM? It's a Bud Light Ace. TSM became the new CLG. They're just Bud Light Ace them. Dude, it's actually so crazy. It is so crazy how much like CLG they are becoming. Uh, it is yeah. wild. A lot it of is. teams have their fall, right? I'm a, I'm a big NBA fan. I'm a big Spurs fan, and I, I've been a Spurs fan for 20 plus years, and. You know they've had their fall you know they're memed on in the in the fandom too as well by a lot of hardcore spurs fans for those who, who follow the nba and it's kind of that same thing they're going through granted super mean meme lords all over the place on this team right now a lot of it to do with leadership and that's kind of the the second quick hawk take is i really hope it's a top-down change and reggie just steps out at some point granted i know he won't but that's honestly i think the change that needs to just happen I, I just, disagree. Reggie needs to sub himself in. I don't think <laughs> he's, he's uh, increased viewership immediately. Don't think he he's meets the a, right requirement. He's uh, got to grind an account to D three, I think, yeah, exactly. to be able to play. D three, that's it. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to do anymore. T S seven, like it's just it's wild. In my mind, people should be looking at Bjergsen and Parth and saying. Thank you so much, guys, for make, give, giving Keeping this Keeping the ship the, afloat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I feel like what we're seeing now is what happened when those two left. Literally. Darkwinder, thank you so much for the call. Uh, anything you want to shout out before we go on our last caller? Yeah, shout out to Alienware. Shout out, honestly, to you two guys putting this on weekly. I've, I've 
put some topics before in the past and finally get on the show is awesome. So nice. shout out to you two for really doing this. Yeah. Well, really the for, goats. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Catch you next time. Okay. Our last caller coming up here in just a second. Thank you to director donut. Uh, Boba Cola gifted a sub to Ovali. Uh, I believe an arrow with the 53 months. I, I shouted him out previously at Corlulu with 56 Danny Grimm with 27, Zoom Boy for four, and so many things for four years, 48 months, and their message was cool show, which is funny because it feels like it's the first. Laser Fruit is here. Laser Fruit, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. How sad are you about Worlds Not Happening in Canada this year? I was planning on going to semis. Are you going to try to go to New York or anything? No, it's a little too far for that. Are you going to try to go to Chicago? That that's still like three four hours away. I'm like twenty minutes from Toronto. My my friend, I drove to Vegas this weekend. It was four hours long. It's not that bad. Okay, what I do you want to talk college. about on the show? Uh, so my take is that Mr. Beast buying an LCS spot would be a huge step into reviving the viewer uh, viewership numbers of the LCS and bringing in new fans. And Riot should work with them in acquiring a uh, sorry a team spot. I mean, the first thing they probably have to do is send him an apology. Um, based off of how things went this past weekend. But go ahead and expand a little bit on why you think it would be so good. Um, well, first off, he's one of the like biggest and most popular YouTubers that's like active right at the moment. Um, and he has hinted multiple times before that he was interested in buying an LCS team. Um, and, you know, like the event that he just hosted showed like he can help bring in new viewers to the LCS and you know if he were to acquire a team with the caveat of it being like a semi-decent team that can at least compete um you know people that are fans of Mr. Beast the YouTuber might be interested like would be interested in watching you know his new esports team and then that would be like a really good gateway for getting them hooked on the LCS as a product and continuing to watch Here's here's the argument, Travis. It's it's very simple. K Corp. Yeah. And uh, what's a buys team? Uh, Koi. Right. That's the argument. That's it. Just show them like what big influencer-led teams can do. Yeah, I mean, I have thought for and a while. That if you are what Mark, nothing. Go for it. Okay, I have thought for a while that if you are Golden Guardians or Immortals or I don't know whatever any of these Dignitas, give Mr. Beast part of your company and let him handle like the branding, marketing stuff, and then operate it for like him essentially. Uh, because I actually think. That's how you become the most popular team in the LCS is you give up a ton of ownership and you partner with somebody who's like a pretty big deal. Not like, oh, you know, Drake owns like a little portion of my team. Like you, you literally like, I don't know, split it 50, 50 or 51, 49 or whatever it's going to take and bring this person in and that's how you do it. And then Riot, so Riot should actually be trying to facilitate that. They should be going to people, teams like Immortals and being like, hey guys, just so you know, we're looking at maybe changing the rules around how long, how many splits 
you have to suck before you uh, get kicked out of the league. But maybe we won't need to do that if we have some really cool influencers in the space, like Mr. Beast. Hey, we've got his phone number from whenever we wouldn't let Bjergsen play on his team. Let's go ahead. I'll, we'll make the introduction right now. Um, yeah, I think it's it's much better. Like We had the LCS ownership become... To, to talk about players, like faceless organizations and like the little babies fr that like belong to an actual sports management group, you know, and uh, does that bring more to the scene than other influencers and people owning teams? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a Boland says Golden Guardians was franchised by the Warriors. Yes, but they can't leverage that basically at all because of NBA rules and like the, the players don't own part of the gold. Like Steph Curry, isn't it Steph that's invested in TSM? Very ironically, like this, you can't, there's not very much value in having like just a NBA team ironically own it other than like from, from a brand perspective, other than it's really like the sales connections and like the biz dev side of things. Well, yeah. And to be fair, I guess that's important, but also like there was a period of time, you know, where the LCS, we talked about like being very sports and traditional sports focused and looking like that because that's what it needed at the time to be like validated in the 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015 era. We've outgrown that. <laughs> Have we outgrown traditional sponsors and, and ownership groups? Should like next time someone applies to buy a team spot, should we actually be like, nah, sorry, Mr. Beast gets it or offline TV or, you know, whoever the fuck. And like you still want good management, of course. Like it should not well, be like. Well, that's why I think you bring these two things together. You did what yeah. you do what you do you did back in the day where you're like hmm we're riot games maybe we don't want hotshot to be the sole owner of one of the biggest teams and franchises maybe we want him to pair up with like msg or something and so now what you do is you do it the reverse way yes. where you say maybe we don't want the warriors to just be here hanging out owning a team in the lcs maybe we want them to pair up with a real like Do Doja Cat or whatever is it Doja? I would love Doja Cat. Yeah, I love Doja Cat. She's awesome. Even do you, uh, even with the controversy recently, Mark, do you still feel? The same oh, way? you mean with her getting mad at the kid leaking yeah, the yeah. DMs? Yeah, I don't think I care, but I don't. I mean, know, it's a I very esports story of somebody getting mad about. She she DMs. fit right in. I I don't know the whole controversy, so I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, back on this, people talk about K Corp not really being like owned by an influencer. True, but they also focus a lot more on throwing their own events and like making yeah. their team hype rather than like, you know, like they, they do a lot of show matches and fun stuff. And like, I think that's the angle that teams need to be pushed in more than like, it does, does the machine run well? Because honestly still no for half these teams anyways. <laughs> I mean, it runs well in the opposite way. Like we, we haven't been able to figure it out. The teams ran yeah. better on the marketing and branding side before these companies came in. Uh, but they were shit on the business HR blah, blah blah side. Now they've gotten good at the business HR blah blah, blah side, and now we need to like bring back the branding side. It's, it's like, like these two things seem great. incompatible with each other. We have Immortals Progressive, but now no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, where were we? Laser Fruit. Yes, I agree. Mr. B should get in the LCS. I think that that would be really good. I that's one thing I didn't really talk about with all this Bjergsen stuff is I'm like when Riot does stuff like this it's like 
if you're Mr. Beast, your whole shtick is doing like these big collabs, working with other creators, doing all this cool stuff. And so if your only experience so far with this company has been Riot shutting you down from doing something that you're like is the core of your business, I feel like it's um it's gotta be a little it's a little bit of nice. I hope they send him some cupcakes as an apology or something. Alright, anyway. Thank you so much, Laser Fruit, for the call. Anything you want to shout out? I will shout out Alienware and Grubhub, who's not available in Canada. So I should get on well, that. Alienware is. Uh, Grubhub has, I think it's, I, f- I forget the name of the company that they have in Canada, but they have something. Um, DoorDash or... What's that? There, there's DoorDash, Uber, not and... That. Not that. Is it Just just Eat? I think it's Just um, Eat. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, Grubhub's amazing. Let's not care about these other competitors that we're talking about. Those guys suck. You can't get them for free with Amazon Prime. Thank you so much for the the call. Oh, skip the dishes. Skip the dishes is what it is. Oh, okay. Well, we do have that. I know that one. Laser Fruit, thanks so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Thank you. All right. That was the show. It was a good one. It was good. Yeah, I thought it was good, too. Yeah, look at that we, fucking positivity, bro. Are we doing resin over, refresh tomorrow? I, I think, think we, we should. should Did you see the Fatui shit? Yeah, but I think we should wait till the patch drops, right? So like maybe do it Wednesday. When is the patch drop? Is it not tomorrow? Isn't it Wednesday? Or like it drops tomorrow? I, it. I think they usually drop like after we do the show. Let's look at when the patch drops and then decide. Okay. Twitch chat. When does the the patch drop? Patch drops tomorrow, says X Munga. Yeah, uh, let's end this. Let's end this. Let's end this. Hey, Secret Nerd Dad, thank you for the five gifted subs. Um, Mark, how you been? Uh, good. I just saw someone tweet about the unbearable weight of massive talent. I need to watch that shit so bad. I'm glad to hear it. All right, everyone. Anyways. That's the show. Mark is having a heart attack, so we got to go. Uh, Daddy, please spank me. Thank you for the prime. And that's the show, everybody. We'll see you next week.